Welcome to Alter Your Comics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Laura. And I'm Jared. And this week we're going to talk about vehicles in honor of our friend of the store, Al. Since he had a new vehicle, a new truck last week, and he named it, uh, we decided, like, hey, let's name some vehicles that we like that are in comic books this week. Uh, we'll do that, then we'll go over this week's books of the week and end the show with our heroes of the week, which I already have my hero picked out, and I'm ready for that. I don't forgot know if you guys again. Are. So we got a little bit of time. we got plenty of time to figure out what you're going to do with that. But first up, like I said, we're going to do vehicles. So what is, when you think of comic book vehicles, what are some vehicles you think of? Laura, I'll let you go first. Okay. I'm going to go for my my mind blow first. Because I would like to propose that Spider-Man's webbing is a vehicle. It uses it to get around the city with the web lines. He's also on numerous times fashioned it into other vehicles like parachutes and gliders and some issues. He has it in his armpits. And it was also, it gave Gwen Stacy her final ride. So you can count it for that. <laughs> too soon? Uh, no, not too soon. I've never heard it quite put that way. <laughs> I like that, though. I because have, of that alone, yes. Yeah, we'll yeah, go with that. That'll work. That'll, let's go with that. Sorry, Gwen. You came back multiple times. You're fine. <laughs> She's Spider Gwen now. Yeah. Didn't have that big of an effect on her. Well, no, that's a different Gwen. Let's <laughs> still, <clear>. it's a Gwen. That's <laughs> still a Gwen that is in comic books now and is alive for now. Who knows? So, th- yeah, I think that'll that'll definitely count since you put the final ride. I can't argue that at all. Yep. Yes. Uh, I always get my way. Jared, what's on the top of your list? Um, I think we'll go with the most notable and that's with batman's many vehicles the batmobile the bat cycle bat boat bat wing bat copter um any of his sidekicks motorcycles and newest introduced the battery yep the battery it's, it's not all vehicle, run but... all run on the battery <laughs> yes they all have batteries inside that power them so uh my favorite batmobile i always loved the 1966 batmobile for me, it's always in the '89 is the, like the for the live action because that's the first one that truly felt like an actual Batmobile specific. It's not just a car. Yeah, that looks different. Yeah, the it old Batman actually, actually has the gadgets and everything. That's like no, that's what is the difference between a car and a Batmobile is was that. Yeah, I'll agree. The 1966 version was a car with a Batman logo on it, and right. it shot flames out the back, which is cool. Which uh, was great. Yeah, Laura, do you have any favorite Batmobiles? Not really. Like, honestly, I when I Googled it, number one, it didn't show me pictures on the one webpage I found, and I was like, I mean, what the heck? And it said that there were only eight, and I was like, I don't believe there were only eight Batmobiles. They must have been their top eight. Like, probably I think I should have Googled eight. more. Well, there's a 66, the whole 89 franchise. How many movies were there, were there in that? Mm, four. I think... Batman and Batman Returns had the same Batmobile. Batman Forever had a different one. And Batman and Robin had whatever. And then Batman Begins, they had the tank. Or the yeah. the bridge jump or the river jumper that made bridges. And then there's um, the Dark Knight had its own motorcycle combo also. Yep. I don't know if there's a new one in the Dark Knight Rises. I thought that was the same one. Uh, I think it was the same one. I don't remember for sure. And then we have Bat Batflex. Batflex, yeah. So that's seven or eight? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Six Adam, to eight. Yeah. Six to eight so right there. Just, yeah. There's not a whole lot, though. Yep. And you've got the multiple animated series. Yeah. My number two is the, the 90s animated Batmobile. Definitely. The, with a super long nose. Yeah. 
we actually have the I have the toy model of it that came out a couple years ago. We have it. Which that there. thing was really cool. The lights I can light see up. it right now. You can actually put the action figures inside it and buckle the seatbelts on if you want to and everything. I didn't realize it had seatbelts. Yep. That's cute. Uh, buckle up for bat safety. Yep. And they had so many different comic variations of it. that Oh, countless, really. Yeah. Mean. Yep. Yeah, maybe that's what this website had. It was all of them like on TV or movies. Maybe that's why there were only eight. Because I was that like, there's be. no way. Because I want to say like one of the first ones that in the comics was like basically a glorified Model T. I mean, if you think of how long ago it was, it, it wouldn't have been much different than that. I mean, it probably came shortly after that if they had a Batmobile. Probably, vehicle. yeah. So. Yeah, this one says 1949 Mercury Convertible. There we go. Which I don't know what a Mercury Convertible <laughs> looks like, but maybe it looks like a Model T. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Good. Uh, so yeah, that's a bunch of Bat vehicles right yep. there alone. I always liked the Bat Copter. That was always fun. I liked Batwing. The, yep. I, I had the toy when I was a kid that you actually like snap the wings on and off to the oh, Batmobile. Yeah. Yep. Like, oh, it's a Batmobile. Boom, snap on the wings. That's a Batplane. All right. The first one on my list is, I'm going to steal one before Laura can mention it, is the Spider Buggy. Spider-Man's Dune Buggy or Jeep. It depends on who's drawing it. Which, originally, what, they use it for like one comic book issue? Yeah, he and, I think... Um, was it Iron Man that gave it to him? No, the... The Human Torch. Human Sorry, Torch, I kept right. trying to want to say flame, flame, flame. Human Torch. Human Torch gave it to him. Yeah, they were like working on it together for some reason. I feel like the Torch was like, you gotta have a car. It's really important, so you're cool. And then Spider-Man got in and was like, there's traffic in New York. <laughs> this doesn't work. <laughs> this car doesn't fly or anything. He could just jump over I'll, cars. I'll just web swing instead. Yeah, can I have your fantastic car? <laughs> but it worked great for... Um, Hawkeye and Wolverine and Old Man Logan, the yep. comic book series, they end up using it to drive across country. Yep, and it could drive up and down walls. Yeah. They even. must have added that feature later, because like in the 60s, didn't do that for Spider-Man. Yeah, in the book they talked about how he modified it some since Peter had it. So. Ah. Yeah, once Spider-Man got into Parker Industries and Otto Octavius was in his head, he had a whole bunch of different vehicles too. So maybe that's when he upgraded the buggy. All right, so that's my first one. What's another one on your list then, Laura, since you have a whole sheet of stuff? Yeah, most of mine were ones you guys came up with, too. But one I'll throw in that I don't think anyone else got. I got a kick out of it a few years ago in the Silver Surfer. Um, Don Greenwood, his companion for a little while, started calling his board Toomey because he was always saying, Toomey, my board, and she thought that was its name, like, Toomey, my board. <laughs> Let's That's go cool. for a ride. <laughs> Might as well have a name, so that works. Yeah. Yep. One of mine is Lobo's Space Hog. It's a uh, motorcycle that uh, Lobo can drive the ride through space. Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean... It's all we really have to say about it. <laughs> it seems very much of a Lobo thing. Like, yeah, motorcycle yep. in space. Why not? Next up on my list, I'll talk about Deadpool Scooter, since we're talking about two-wheeled things. Uh, Deadpool likes to have a little scooter. We've seen statues and stuff with him driving around on it and everything. Uh, always makes me want to say chow whenever <laughs> I see it. That's a reference that some of you may get. If you get the reference, let us know. I know it. Yep. I'm letting you know right now. You made me know the reference. So, so yeah. Deadpool likes to drive around a scooter. Also, his chimichanga truck, which I mean, he doesn't really drive around a whole lot. But that was a good one. Well, a, or taco truck or whatever. Like, you have to pause so that people can get at the chimichangas. Yeah, even though he doesn't really serve them. He just drives around the truck. They're his. So. He displays them. 
Something like that. What's next on your list, Laura? I started getting into villains a little bit, too. I don't know if we meant to be exclusively um, good guys. Nope. But I thought it was interesting. Although, I guess, you know what? I went into cartoons instead of comics. But I think that some of these go over anyway. Um, Like the Spider Slayers and in the cartoon for the Spider-Man animated series in, like, the 90s. Smythe's chair was always a really awesome vehicle. I mean, he kind of, like, his dad gave up everything to get him that chair so that he could move around. All the goblins had their gliders and that stuff. That actually just yeah. reminded me of something I'm just putting on my list that I'll talk about later. Okay. Well, thanks for the extra, oh yeah, moment. Yep. Yeah, I figured we'd have a lot of that, especially when I was Googling. I was like, oh, I should have thought of all these things before, but. Yeah, I'll keep with the uh, villains situation and go with Green Goblin's glider. So that's all, always really like that. I always thought that was a great way to move around and attack people. It would be very difficult in real life, though. Like, oh, you'd definitely. have to be like Michael Jackson level of leaning forward on it. Yeah. Just because the amount of wind resistance that would blow you right off the top of it. Yeah, it's like the uh, hoverboards currently, you know, you scoot around on those. Yeah, I can't ride those. <laughs> <laughs> so. It makes me think of segways, too. Like, it's amazing how much your calves hurt after that. Oh, you're yeah. like, I was just standing, but I was Leaning. pivoting. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You're doing calf stretches the entire time, basically. Mm-hmm. Next one on my list is kind of a cop-out, but I'll go with it, is Iron Man's armor slash War Machine's armor. He pilots it, yeah. or, or they pilot them. So I was like, well, those are vehicles that they fly around to do missions and adventures and stuff, so why not? Yeah. Recently, the black cat stole a set of that armor, too, so she could count as well. Well, it's still the armor itself is the vehicle, yeah. Not, yeah. not the person. Oh, but I thought I'd throw it out there that there's black cat armor, too. Uh, sorry, folks, we had to edit something out. There was some stuff that we went off on tangent on, so that was not PG. That, uh, if you want to know what it is, just let us know. We'll talk about it as long as you're 18 or older. We'll go with that. So, next vehicle we're talking about then, Laura? Uh, one I ran across that I didn't really think about until it was another one of those aha moments, uh, James Bond and his Aston Martins. Oh, yeah. I think that they're always a different version of still an Aston Martin brand, right? Usually. I think there was one or two movies that they took off. They didn't use that. And it was a big controversy. Like, he's not driving. That's not his car or whatever. But Whose car did he steal? But And I guess that counts. They've done some comic books of James Bond. Yeah. Jared, what's up on yours? Uh, next on my list is, I don't know anything about it, I've never read the comic, is Tank Girl's Tank. And I don't even know if it has a name. But it's but it's tankful. Yep. So, tanks it, for the it's a, tank. It's a tank. Yeah. So. Uh, next up for me will be the Quinjet for the Avengers. We've seen it in the movies, comic books, TV shows, anything and everything. Uh, they have a mission, they need to fly around the world, so they'll just use the, jump in the Quinjet and take off and go. Did S.H.I.E.L.D. end up using that, too, in the the recent TV series? Uh, yes. I believe okay. the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. used the Quinjet also. Okay. What's up on your list? Uh, I also wrote down the X-Men's Blackbird. Sorry if I'm repeating. I can't remember now what we said before we started recording and after. <laughs> no, yeah, we haven't gone over that one yet, so you can go. That's a good one. It's also known as the X-Jet, depending on. Oh, The Blackbird is that. the type of jet it is. Based off the Blackbird bomber, stealth bomber. But the X-Jet is what they called it originally. I think they changed the design once the government like revealed the, the actual Blackbird bomber. Like, oh, well, that looks cool. So sure, that's what the X-Men fly around in. Because why not? It's stealthful. That's how people don't know they get around. So let's go with that. And here I thought that someone just camouflaged it or 
put like you know an invisible shield around it or something. Speaking of invisible things, Jared, we'll go with uh, Wonder Woman's invisible jet. Um, it's exactly the way it sounds. It is a jet that is invisible. Now the passengers are not invisible. It's just the jet itself. At least in the some cartoon. of that, yeah. I think some of it is <laughs> depending on who the rider is, yeah. also. But yeah, most of the time the passenger is not. Um, in the animated movie, one of my favorite things is uh, when uh, Steve Trevor was piloting it and was shooting the missiles. He hits the buttons and nothing happens. And he's like, "Oh, right, invisible missiles." You know, <laughs> it makes sense. I yeah. mean, so yeah, that's been a long-standing vehicle in Wonder Woman's legacy, and hopefully, we might see it in the upcoming Wonder Woman movie this Christmas if it actually comes out this Christmas. Yeah, even. I'd love to. You know, just I'd love to nostalgia. not see that jet. Exactly, I'd love not to see it. <laughs> So next one up for me will be more flying stuff. Uh, I'll talk about the helicarrier, the shield helicarrier. Possibly one of the coolest scenes in the movies when you first see it. Like, oh, people that don't know, like, oh, that's aircraft carrier. That's cool and all. Then it just takes off, takes off from the ocean. Like, oh, that's really cool. And we're like, yeah, that's why it's the helicarrier. Yep. It's awesome. And they upgraded in the second movie with uh, Iron Man's repulsor jets and everything. I thought that was just a great, you know, nod to everything. And it was a major plot point in the Avengers video game that just came out recently, too. No, no spoilers. Uh, I'm not. I'm just saying it was a major <laughs> plot point. That's all I'm going with. Uh, Laura, what's up on yours? I think I might as well go with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles van, which I, I forgot about again until I came across it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember trying to drive around in that in the video game. And it made life so much easier once you got to that point in the game where you weren't getting smushed all the time by the Foot Clan's bulldozers i don't remember what they had but i died a lot i just remember that until i got the van then i could get somewhere what's next up on your list jared uh, we'll go with one that's from the flash universe uh the cosmic treadmill he uses that to travel in time and in space somewhat uh multiple dimensions and everything he can cross over so that's about it on that i just want to address the weird physics of the treadmill like no the treadmill means you're supposed to run in place that actually you run on and you go somewhere else too yes it's like if you run so fast it can't handle it that's he broke the treadmill so is that any treadmill if he runs fast enough? I don't think so. I think they uh, scientifically made this one a lot more powerful than your normal treadmill. <laughs> it absorbed his speed into time and space yep. movement or something. This makes me think I'm going to cut in line. Is Superman a vehicle? Because if he flies fast enough, he can reverse the Earth and mm, travel in time no. that way. No. Did, because That it, didn't it, happen? Well, I mean, it did it in the movie, okay. but it doesn't... I would count. I would not use that as an excuse as a vehicle because that's just himself flying. You you need something to transport someone else with. But now he moved time. Mm-hmm. But when he carries somebody, now when he carries someone, <laughs> he is a vehicle. I do love the meme of him flying around Batman, like cradling Batman while flying around the world. That's funny, and I do enjoy that. But him just flying by himself, I would say probably not. But what is a vehicle is the Fantastic Car from the Fantastic Four, the convertible flying aircraft that can also have like a clear bubble on top. I don't, I guess I don't know if it has a bubble or if the invisible woman puts the space bubble on it or. I always thought the invisible woman did because any other time when they're not with her, it's like a convertible. Right. But it's all one vehicle that can also break off into four different pods. I think, no, I think it's only three different pods because Johnny can just jump out and fly himself. So it can break up into different sections. Three. So, so that's cool. Like, oh, it's one vehicle or it's three that can just fly around and help Johnny while he flies. So that's the fantastic car. Yeah, that's a good one. That makes me think of the Transformers, too. Like, how they disassemble and reassemble. Am I thinking of the right thing? I mean, they do. 
Okay. Um, there, I forget what the what kind of the combiner bots. I think that's that can break off and turn into one. Gi- they have like their alternate mode or their gigantic alternate mode where it's one gigantic bot. Do Dino bots do that? I don't know. I didn't follow Transformers that much. Same here. Especially Dinobots. I didn't follow so. them very well. Or Power Rangers? Didn't they have oh, vehicles that Megazord. all combined They're together? Megazords. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the word. Zord. Yeah, the, they had to make up a word for their giant robots. Like, oh, we just need our own copyrighted word. Let's call it a Zord. What does a Zord mean? Who cares? Next question. It might be Japanese. I don't think it is. <laughs> Uh, what's the next on anyone else's list? Um, going back to last week, sort of, I wrote down the massive, the ship from oh, that from the, the show. massive, yeah. yeah. It's like oh, it's a it's a sea ship. So. so if you want to know more, listen to last week's episode if you haven't already. Um, I have uh, I tried to go with Star Wars, but I tried to get anything that wasn't on TV and movies because there's you know thousands of ships you could list, but uh, I went with Star Wars from the Legacy comic. Um, their ship is called the Minoc that Cade Skywalker rides around with his crew. So I thought it was a pretty good nod for Star Wars and comics. And I can't help but mention, like, you have to mention the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Slave One. Slave One. Um, Death Star. Yep. Star Destroyers, but like, yeah. Now you got your X-Wing, B-Wing, A-Wings, you know. But specifically named vehicles. Yeah. Definitely the Millennium Falcon. That's what I tried to go with, something that's... Just in the comics, not in the shows and movies. And yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with the next with the owl ship from Watchmen, also known as Archie, which is just a fun name of like, oh, we're just name. It's just it has its own personality. We're going to call it Archie. That's, it just seems a very weird and unique name to call a vehicle. But eh, who am I to judge? It was kind of a unique series. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that a ripoff of uh, the Blue Beetles vehicle, the Bug? Uh, very similar. Which one? You go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, just it's a shaped like a beetle. His vehicle it flies around, and him and Booster Gold have a lot of adventures in it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anything else on your list, Laura? I wrote down Ghost Rider, but I think someone else was going to cover so it. Go for it. Go ahead. Yeah. But I. Really his much. motorcycle. Um, yeah, I thought, didn't he have a car too, or was it mainly a motorcycle? So there is Robbie Reyes, the newest Ghost Rider, drives the car as well. Okay. Basically, anything that the Ghost Rider rides becomes his new vehicle of vengeance, I guess. Wheels, Catches on fire. Yeah, the wheels catch well, on fire. Well, yeah, but they did the Avengers like 10,000 BC where he rides a woolly mammoth that turns into like flames and the oh. mammoth turns into flames and everything, <laughs> which is ridiculous, but kind of super awesome also. Uh, anything else on your list, Jared? I got two left on mine. Uh, the only thing I really have left on mine, and it's arguable, is Green Lantern's power ring. Is it a vehicle or a piece of jewelry? I mean, if we're going to let web shooters... I mean, it and, transports then, yeah. him. And it transports other people, too, whenever yeah. stuff happens. And I mean, I've seen him make it into a jet before and fly that away and yep. whatnot. So. Or just when he just encompasses himself to fly through space. Uh, last, I think it counts. Last two I have, uh, first of all, is the Serenity, which originated in the show, but was also in the comics and everything. It's super shiny. Yep, from uh, Firefly. From Fire. Uh, yes, I should say, yes, from Firefly, the Serenity vehicle. Thank you. I should have mentioned that earlier, <laughs> but yay. Uh, then I have one last one that I added. I uh, oh, actually, I do. Um and I might be wrong on this, uh, but uh, the Legion of Doom, their Hall of Doom that's in the swamp, doesn't that take off as a rocket sometimes? I'll, I'll take your word for it. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. And... Dr. Fate, doesn't he have something that flies around also? Like the 
it's like interdimensional. It looks like the Washington Monument or something. Um, I, I think that's his home. But doesn't it fly through that dimension or something? It might. Uh, all I know that was from the deceased uh, storyline. Like, oh, they go to that for a little it while. Very well, might. Um, I can't. I can't think of what that's actually yeah. called. Yeah. And then, kind of like the Hall of Doom, is Brainiac's skull ship. Oh yeah. Then he flies around. So that's all I've got. Last one I have was lore inspired earlier. I forget what we were talking about exactly, but it is Xavier's wheelchair. Oh, good oh, one. When I mentioned Smythe's chair. Yeah, Smythe's chair. Yeah, they are very similar. Especially when they did the animated series of Xavier's hovering wheelchair and everything. Like, oh, yeah, that's the same wheelchair, more or less. Yeah. The yellow thing that covered his legs and just, or, or his normal wheelchair in any given round time. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty iconic is his wheelchair. Yeah, that's a good one. So that will cover this week's main topic or starting topic, main topic. I don't know. Topic chosen of discussion, topic. chosen topic of discussion of vehicles. So we'll move on to this week's best comic books. A light week for it me. It was a very light week for books this week. I know I took home only like 13 books to read this week. And like two of them I didn't even read. I was like, nope, not reading those. But yeah, we do have some picks. Uh, who wants to go first? One, two, three, not it. Not it. Lori, let's <laughs> okay. go first for her pick of the week. I will be the odd duck. I guess I don't know if I'm necessarily the odd duck. I guess I'm teaming up with Mark, which feels weird, too. We should start asking him. I feel like I say this every week to, like, write a little blurb about his picks of the week, too. We could read it or something for or him. A, or a little audio message that we can play. We can yeah. But he picked the Department of Truth, number one, was his pick of the week. And because I really didn't like anything else, I'm going to go with it. When I first opened it up and read the couple pages into it it reminded me of federal bureau of physics which i mention all the time and because it just seemed like an alternate group of kind of behind the scenes government ish guys who are trying to figure out well why are these things happening what's going on here but be warned the art is rough it is very like sketchy like it is rough it is hard to understand yeah there are like very little or no defined lines of anything which I know that that's what I struggled with, Jared. It seemed like yeah, I do too. But the concept of the story was really good. Yeah, I, I really I enjoyed mean, the story. I could have really gotten into it. Yeah, I wrote down Agent Cole Turner is a teacher at Quantico for the FBI. He's investigating what makes conspiracy theorists more susceptible to these theories, and he's trying to figure out why do people believe what they believe. Like, he was specifically looking into flat earthers. Like, it seems like there's so much evidence that the earth is not flat, but there are all these people, and he was at a conference when the whole story starts to take place, and he goes on his adventure, I guess I could say. But it was, there were some twists and turns that were interesting, and sometimes it was hard to tell what was twisting and what was turning because of the art. I actually, I was really surprised for myself how well I did do at understanding who was who based on the art, because usually I struggle in normal comics. But I wonder if part of it was I knew this was going to be tough, so I was paying more attention. Yeah, I think if you, if you can really go through it and take your time with it, I, I think you could really get into it. Yeah, maybe because it was the first book I read, I was like, oh, I got lots of time. Maybe that's what helped me out, too. Oh, yeah, that could be. Uh, I'll cut ahead next for my pick of the week. Uh, my favorite book this week was Batman the Joker War Zone, which has, I want to say, six, seven different stories inside. Something like that. It was really good. Where it sets up basically 
the next year or so of Batman, of what's going on with his villains and everything. There's a cool Poison Ivy storyline, a really cool Bane setup. Like, oh, the previous story arc with Batman was Bane taking over the city and everything, and now he's in jail, and Joker's, like, taunting him, like, oh, you want to do your city of Bane and try to break the bat? And uh, I really like how he treated the death of Alfred. He's like, that was such a wasted opportunity! You could have destroyed Batman with this! Why did you do it this way? And, like, it was really cool to see that way the Joker, like, making pretty good sense in his madness. Yeah. Joker uh, always makes good sense in his madness. Shows that Joker's a planner and not just somebody who walked into a room to create havoc. Or both. Or both. He planned to walk into that room yeah. and create havoc. But this book also, I think, near as I can tell, it introduces a brand new Batman of sorts. Or was that Batwing? Is that Batwing? Oh, okay, that's right. I think it was. I, yeah, so it's Luke Fox Yeah. as Batwing, which is also terrible. I remember making fun of when they first came off that years ago, a couple years ago. Same it's here. Still, I'm like, that's the plane, that's the dang plane. it. That's still a terrible name, but Luke Fox going around doing hero stuff. Hopefully we get to see more of him now, at least. They really upped their game with Poison Ivy in this one, though. Poison Ivy had that a story really, was story really language, good. Which was referenced a couple issues ago in the main war zone with where Harley took... Batman, Bruce, to get cleared of all the Joker toxin and everything. So it was cool to see that. Uh, nice little team up with Spoiler and... Orphan. Orphan. That's her name. I was like, I always forget her name. Cassandra Kane. Yep. Former Batgirl. So, yeah, it definitely does a good job of setting up what they're doing with the future of the Bat villains and everything. And I will say this with Cassandra Kane nowadays, I like her better now than what she was before in her own title of Batgirl. There's more dialogue nowadays. There's more... She's becoming more social. Yeah. She's there's, chatty. There's more interactions with other characters. The old comic, it, those weren't bad, but they were boring. Yeah. Because there was no dialogue. I mean, she I mean, she still has... It's still minimal dialogue. It's yeah, like, it's, it was... It's almost like minimal. how... When you would say, oh, this is how cavemen speak and stuff like that. It's sort of like that. It's very right. monosyllabic oh, and like... like she, gets, she gets the point. She doesn't do all the garbage of like, oh, right. floating up the conversation. Right, but it's... Easier and better to read yeah. nowadays. Especially when so. she's teamed up with someone, too. Yeah. With her and Spoiler, who likes to talk a lot. Yeah. It works out pretty well. Yeah, it does. It really does. Uh, what's your pick of the week, Jared? Uh, my pick of the week was Batman Three Jokers number 2, written by Jeff Johns. This one was dealing with, obviously, the three Jokers. In the last issue, Jason Todd had shot one of the Jokers in the face and killed him. Slight spoiler alert. Yep, slight spoiler alert. I mean, this uh, previous issue has been yeah, over a month. Yeah, previous so. issue. I'm not going to spoil this one. But it's uh, dealing with the fallout of that a little bit. Um, how Batgirl and Batman are discussing what to do with it, and go the, forward. And how the other Jokers deal with it. Yep, and how the other Jokers are going after him now. Uh, well, they might not be very happy. But uh, Jason's going after the other two Jokers trying to find them. So Batman and Batgirl are trying to find them and to catch up with him to help. Um, it's also dealing with... Uh, no, that would be a little spoilery. Oh. Somebody from Batman's past. We'll leave it there, and how it's how they're going to tie this in as well. So, what I really liked is how Barbara and how Bruce are handling the death of the, the or the assassination of the previous Joker. Right. Of like, oh, well, Bruce, Batman's taking one way, which is kind of out of character, you would think. A little bit. Him. And in the way, and Barbara's taking like super like. What the crap, dude? Like, you know, our whole thing is we don't kill, we don't kill, we don't kill. And he just killed him. Now what are we going to do? Are we going to hunt him down? Is that what we're going to do? Like, throw him in jail? Like, what's going on? I mean, it's not news that 
Red Hood's killing people. Jason Todd's killing people. That's his. That's why he broke away from the Bat Family. He's like, no, we need to stop throwing him in jail. We need to actually punish them. Yeah. Is Barbara compensating this time though? Because remember the implication before. I guess this is another potential she spoiler. She let it yeah. happen. She should have been able to stop him, and he's like, "You let this happen. You wanted it to." I mean, that could, that very well could, very be, well that, could be that she's trying to. She's focusing, or yeah, she's how do I want to say, uh, displacing her own guilt. With yeah. That. Yeah. Or deflecting. That's what I want. Yeah. To she's deflecting her own guilt. Yeah, but this story is just so well written. I mean, it's flowing really well. The the cliffhanger at the end of the issue is well placed. And it's only a three issue series. Yeah. Which is like, for me, like, how are they still. Why only three issues? Like, we can def- definitely get more out of this. Yeah, Not even at their oversized issues. I mean, they're, what, twice the size of a normal comic Roughly, that's on the show? It doesn't feel like it when I'm reading it. It no, feels it like doesn't. a regular size story, which is good yeah. because it just flows so well. It does. So that is definitely my pick of the week. I'm excited and can't wait for the third issue to come out to see how this is going to wrap up. And If it wraps up. If yeah, if it wraps more, up. They could just like, yeah. hey, we're just going to do more because that's what we do. Yep, and it's Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is a phenomenal writer. Look at what he did with Green Lantern back in the day. I mean... Uh, I do want to have an honorable mention this week of Marvel Zombies number two. Um, more zombie goodness. This one is a bit of a filler issue of trying to set up stuff. But it is cool to see how some non-humans, non-zombies survived, I guess I want to say. They're not full humans or whatever. Like, you think, okay, what about the Vision's family? Viv and actual Vision himself. They're not human, so can they get infected? And how do they react with all this and everything? So it's really cool to see an extra side of life with how, who else can survive through the zombie apocalypse and the, how they deal with it and Peter's still dealing with the trauma of like hey I'm taking out taking care of the Fantastic Four kids what's going on there's also an ad in that I'm curious on what it's going to lead up to yeah I didn't know what that was it looks like some sort of magic speak my guess is that or it might alien. be having to do with Null in the Venom series uh, Null is coming that could be although that, there's no spiral right uh, but that's that it is red I thought it was something magical or something alien right Null's kind of both yeah so, that was interesting for me this week. One cute thing I liked in Marvel Zombies, too, was how uh, they're trying to ask Blade, like, why are you coming with us? What's in it for you? And he's like, my job has always been, and I enjoy fighting the undead. This is like my Disneyland. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Of like, th- my job is to kill people. <laughs> this, who, what, this is the perfect world for me. So, yeah, it is kind of fun to see. Like, he, he did, like, a smirk and smile on his face. Like, oh, la, 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 this is so much fun. I like mm-hmm. killing things. Like, Not necessarily people and things, but undead. the undead. Like, he's a vampire hunter. Still, and though, like... Yeah, he's enjoying all the killing. You can like your work, and then you can really like your work. And I think he's in the second category. He's in he, the zone. Where he's... He likes clocking in each day. I'll put it that way. But it's not like he killed Spider-Man. He didn't no. kill people, people, because no. there's only like five left. But he seems to not have to worry about collateral damage at this point. And I will say uh, with this issue, I really like the cover art with uh, Nightcrawler on yeah. his back and everything. I really like that. Except Nightcrawler wasn't even in this issue. Was he in last issue? I feel like I I've seen was... him as a zombie. I was know. he in last issue? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Because he, he bamfed in because I was like, oh, you want to note terrifying? A zombie that can get you at any time. Yeah. So he did bamf in. Yeah, because we were talking about him and uh, Invisible Woman. Yep. One that can teleport next to you and bite you or right. one that could just be invisible and bite you. Right. Really, any superheroes, like, that's not, 
the zombie that I want to go up against is a superhero zombie. Yeah, I love how they're doing deceased and Marvel zombies. They're turning the the characters into zombies, but they're all keeping their powers. I love that. Yeah. Uh, any other honorable mentions for this week? Uh, yes, I had uh, the one. It's a one shot with a Immortal Hulk threshing place. I believe it's a one shot. Can you double check that for me? I'll double check. But uh, it's uh, he's in a. I can't remember where Midwestern farming community little town that has a government facility that is testing gamma radiation and a little girl goes missing and he goes to find her Bruce Banner he turns into the Hulk and it's basically him going on a killing spree the Hulk going on a killing spree for a little while to find this little girl and how everyone's screwing up and everything so he's just killing everybody to find this little girl and see what the government's up to. It was a really good issue, very well written. It really showed uh, the humanity of the Hulk and the compassion of him side, the, that side of him. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, just the him doing detective work almost. It's more action, but it has some detective story qualities to it. Uh, I, I really, it was almost my pick of the week, but I couldn't pass up the three Jokers. <laughs> And that's why he gets honorable mention. Yep. Any honorable mentions from you, Laura? Um, I think I might step on your toes a little bit. You mentioned Strange Academy, right? Or you were uh, not yet, planning but I, to? I was thinking about it. Okay, I'll I'll segue into it though, because the the biggest thing I got a kick out of it was at the end of it, because the kids were like hungry the whole issue. There's a bunch of recipes in the back, and I'm tempted to look into the. It has conversion factors because it's like dragon eggs or five chicken eggs or yeah. Like, <laughs> I might cool. have to look into what these really would come out as and if I want to risk trying to make some of these. Items. I mean, we made Thor cabbage rolls a couple years ago. Did we actually? I know yeah. we found the recipe. I yeah. didn't remember if we you did tried it. Tried them. They were not okay. good. Okay, maybe that's why I blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> and I'm just not a good cook either. So I'm also just not a fan of cabbage, really. So. I'm Irish. I like cabbage. Yeah. Strange Academy, I really enjoyed. The third issue, nothing huge happens, really, other than... They're hungry. Well, they're, yeah, they're out, they're having a night in town out in... Um, uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, thank you. So it's cool to see them out and about, like, on their day off from school. And you find out that one of the kids is going to, potentially, if the psychic is correct, have a dark future. So they're kind of turmoiling with that, like, well, should... Like, I don't mean to be evil, but am I going to be and everything? And if you like this and you have not read Wolverine and the X-Men, I highly recommend it. It's very similar where it takes... Wolverine and the X-Men was uh, Wolverine set his own school when Xavier was dead and everything. And he was teaching a whole bunch of mutants and he was the headmaster. And this is a very similar feeling to that where, where it's a bunch of no-name kids that have all these superpowers and how they end up are going through adolescence and learning how to be heroes. I forget. Wasn't Spider-Man a teacher at his academy for yeah. at least a couple Spider-Man issues? Spider-Man was a guest lecturer for, okay. a few t- for a few issues there. I was like, why do I remember reading this? Because Spider-Man was in it. Yeah. So, and who knows who, what all special appearances we'll see in this issue, or the series. But anytime they do like some sort of school thing, I think it works really well. They did a Young Avengers school for a little while. Or it was called Avengers Academy. They did Wolverine or Wolverine's. Uh, series Wolverine the X-Men and now Strange Academy. So it seems like every few years they do a brand new superhero school. And so, those are always fun to do. Yeah. I mean, you can 
that's the best way to create brand new characters that have no expectation and turn them into potentially great heroes. And it's also fun to see, like in terms of Spider-Man, we've always read him learning about how to be a good hero and all of this. And now he's in these situations, it's him teaching it to other people. So it's right. a complete 180 of what we've read in the past. And those are always fun. Right. Yeah, like you said, like own up and do like being a hero isn't always just fighting villains. It's like also teaching other people how to be good and yeah. do a good thing. So with that, I think that was all of our honorable mentions. So we'll go to our final segment of the week, which is our hero of the week. I already have mine, so I'm going to go first. Let you guys think on yours. Uh, mine is going to be Weird Al Yankovic. Um, he released a brand new video like yesterday slash today. That was um, him and auto-tuning the candidates at the first debate of Trump and Biden. The, oh, the no. auto-tune, it's like the end of the world, or I forget what it's called exactly. I'll show you guys after, after we're done recording this. But it is hilarious, and it just came out like a day after the debate. Like, this is pretty cool. So, Weird Al, you are my hero of the week because you're always cool, and it's also fun to see new stuff. That is, The song's really catchy, too, so... Weird Al's my hero of the week. That's good. I always love Weird Al, too. All right, now you guys get to pick. I get to sit back and do nothing the rest of the time. Okay, I came up with an idea, so I'm going to jump in. Um, how about Joss Whedon? He does a lot of amazing work. He did Fire... Or wait, did he actually do the Firefly number zero this week? I know it was inspired no, no, by no, him. No, he did not write Oops. It. But he came up with the TV series, which was, to, which was the inspiration for all of it, so... Yeah, and Buffy and Angel and a zillion other things. The Avengers? So. Yeah, he was in charge of Marvel basically up oh, to the first okay. Avengers movie. Well, up to the first two, really. Up to Age yeah, of Ultron. Yeah, he did it all think, Age of Ultron, too, didn't I think he? Age, I think Age of Ultron was his last one with Marvel. I think so. Yeah, he's done a lot of things that were, like, seminal in my development as a human being, I feel like. I watched a lot of Buffy growing up, so it's like... I feel like I've got a lot of humor from that, so he can he can be my hero. Sounds good. All right. I don't have anything as good as either of those, so I'm just <laughs> going to go with Batman. All right. Hey, that's fair. Oh, Which I, Batman? Here's, here's the reason why. He gave <laughs> us so many different vehicles we could talk about in this week's show. Hey, that works. So there we go. And, because <laughs> and he's, he's Batman. And the Batman stories have been good lately. Like, yeah. They've been really good. So thank you, for everybody, for listening. Be sure to share the podcast if you would, please. We'd appreciate it. And if you want us to give us stuff to talk about, we can use that too because we always need more info to talk about. Yeah, um, topics, your heroes, tell us everything. Tell us. Well, not everything. We don't need to know your deepest, darkest secrets. We don't need to know that. What if we do yes, need to know so we, we can save the world? Well, what do you have planned, it'll, it'll, audience? It'll be a case-by-case -case basis. Let's go with that. But <laughs> with that, uh, thank you for listening. Share it. Share and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We do have videos on TikTok. And while you can still download it, do so if you want. Or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We always link our videos to that as well. Yeah, and email us if you want to give us stuff to talk about or whatever. My email address will be in the bottom of the description. So you can copy, paste, email, go from there. I'll check my spam folder just in case. So with that, we will say thank you and we will see you all next time. I like how you actually waved. I was going to say bye, and then I was like, this might be annoying, and I think I did it last week. <laughs>